I'd like to live a life of acceptance, to flout tradition when I can, but there's one thing I know, babies need fathers. Mine left when I was three, just got up and followed the Maharishi. It left me totally incapable of accepting divine male love. I'm broken. You're broken and you thought you would fix it by buying a white baby. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was gonna father that baby because I couldn't father myself. Okay, well, what about moms? Aren't moms important? For six months. Listen, Hannah, you need to think about the effect this could have on your child, what they might miss. They could find themselves alone, aging, embroiled in a public scandal in Queens in an ex-lover's squat house. Okay, we're in Brooklyn right now, and this is an apartment. Uh, it just sounds so much sadder when you try to defend it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We are just two boys watching HBO's Girls. We are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about season six, episode seven, overall episode 59. This episode is titled The Bounce. It was directed by Richard Shepard, written by Murray Miller and Tammy Sager. The original air date was March 26, 2017 to an audience of 675,000 people, 0.675 million. And, uh... This is an Elijah heavy episode. Yeah, I mean he, he it very much. Friends. Yeah, it just very much concerns him for the most part. I feel. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. This is Elijah's. If this was, yeah, this might be his last big one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This like, is his last hurrah. Yeah. I feel like it was a kind of fitting last hurrah. Yeah, I mean, if if you're rooting for Elijah, like uh, I guess most of us have, then this is uh, this is what you want. So, yeah, like we said, it's a it's an Elijah heavy episode. There's not a lot of stuff going on with other characters. There's no Shoshana yet again, mm-hmm. no Jessa. So there's a little sprinkling of Marnie. We get some updates on what Marnie's up to. We get a little sprinkling of what Hannah's hap- what's happening with Hannah, and I think that she was owed a bit more screen time for this episode for like what she's doing. Yeah, it was interesting. I, she has a big, big scene. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you need more of it, though. Yeah, you think? Yeah, well, we'll get to it. It just kind of felt like a... To me, it felt kind of like a... Uh, like, it, it, oh, we're just... This isn't that important, so we're just going to kind of throw away this... Oh, this is this big, heavy thing, so we'll just stick it in here. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't feel that way at all. Well, all right. We want to just uh, tackle Marnie first. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, so Marnie is coming back from a jog or a run, it looks like, and she goes up to her her, uh, her door, her apartment door to get in, and there's a letter on the door, which is never a good sign. Uh, and she opens it up, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? Turns out she's getting evicted. Um, Thank God. She never has any good luck in that hallway. Either the neighbors no. hate her. She's doing a walk of shame and <laughs> deciding that she wants to get a divorce or she's being evicted. Like that hallway is not a good place for her. Hey, 
as we learn later on in this episode, she needs to stop blaming hallways. She needs to stop blaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just rolled my eyes right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Marnie, uh, as soon as she opens the thing, she calls her mom to be like, basically asking her mom for money. She's like, "I'm I'm being evicted, mom. Like, can you believe this?" And her mom's like, "Wow, that sucks. Uh, I can't give you any more money because I'm not giving you any more of my fun money. I'm going to Aruba or whatever." And Marnie's like, mom, are you serious? Your daughter is on the verge of homelessness and I might have to sell my bat mitzvah necklace. Is that what you want? And the mom's kind of like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And I was like, God, Marty, that's the most like, I have to sell my bar mitzvah locket or whatever. It's just like, gosh, you're the worst. (laughs) Um, And it's interesting what we find out about it, that the mom didn't even have any concern knowing that what would happen if she tried to sell it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> one reason like it's a, there's a reason she doesn't care about her selling it but mm. she's not even trying to cover up you know yeah so marnie like frustratedly hangs up on her mom and she's like oh i'm gonna i'm broke i'm gonna be homeless and the mom's like well i got a couch if you need to stay anywhere uh, and she's like, are you serious? And then the mom's like, we could rehearse more on being the Michael sisters. And Mars like, that's not happening, mom. <laughs> I was like, did you not realize how bad you bombed? Like, <laughs> that is so crazy that she even like brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. But she's living her what? like single divorce mom life, man. She is. She's she's handling it a lot better than uh, than Hannah's mom. Like, she needs to team up with Hannah's mom and, like, go out. Yeah, she needs to show uh, Hannah's mom the way. Yeah. But Marnie also goes through all of these gym memberships that she needed to cancel. Because her her mom's like, why don't you just go to a flow class at Equinox like a normal person? (laughs) Going to Equinox is not a thing that normal people do. That gym is so fucking expensive. I, I... I'm of the belief if you have a gym membership at Equinox, you are not a good person. You have definitely fucked over like you've like kicked evicted people out of houses and like you you've done something bad in order to get to where you are. And that's why you're at Equinox. You're assuming everyone there is just working off their like trauma and their like their evilness. <laughs> like, yeah, they're running away from the horrible decisions they made. Yeah, it's like Wall Street bros that like short sold uh, fucking housing stuff. And I don't know, just evil things are happening at Equinox, I feel. And the sponsor for today's episode is Equinox. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, then Marnie's like, I had to cancel my uh, and they're just the most posh sounding things like boutique fitness studios. Like I had to cancel my core 44. I had to cancel my power yoga class and all these other things and just like oh my god if you're going to all those things you are the biggest douche in the world anyway i think it's funny because you go to things like this (laughs) well now i do (laughs) yeah you're like (laughs) do you have the self-awareness to realize that you are that person no dude fuck you okay i have an la fitness membership which is 30 dollars a month and that's not even happening because we're in the lockdown coronavirus. What's, what's the other thing you go to? Orange? Orange theory. And it's because it's the only thing that's open now in L.A. In California, if you're listening to this and you're elsewhere, in Los Angeles, 
gyms aren't open and indoor facilities aren't allowed. So the only way that you can work out is in outdoor stuff. So I go to this fucking Orange Theory class that's in a parking lot. Because <laughs> so, I'm fucking fiending for fitness right now. I don't want to be a big fat tubbo, you know? All right. Otherwise, I'm working out at home. I got weights at home. All right. Losing gains, Vance. My legs are sapped. <laughs> Yo, you got to run on the street like Marnie. Ugh, yeah, exactly. And then I also do the aerial circus performance stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even going to bring that which up. Is, <laughs> which is like super expensive. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even going to bring that up. I was like... All right, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them out there like that. But okay. But I haven't done that for a year. I yeah, been able to but that you were doing year, it for Vance. years. You were doing it for yeah, years, it and you would be doing it if it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You but that are... has a purpose. Like that's to perform <laughs> a thing. Have you had you know, a performance? Like, I was about to. I was about to have a performance in April, and then coronavirus happened. Okay. But right now yeah, you're fuck. just doing it for fun. Well, right now I'm not doing it at all because all right. it's not open. All right, let's get into this episode some more. Listen, me. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Marnie decides that she is going to sell her bat mitzvah necklace. She takes it to a pawn shop. Uh, and you knew exactly where this was going as soon as you stepped into a pawn shop. So she takes off the necklace and she's like, I need to sell the most valuable thing in my life. My great grandmother was given this by wild bill hickok and we have a whole family history with the wild west and you know everyone in my family has dealt with troubled men and as she's saying this like the pawn shop guy is like appraising it and looking at it and he's like yeah this is just like a bunch of junk this is pewter yeah. and then marty's like no it's platinum plated gold and he's like no look at this and he just like scratches it and he's he's like this is just this is 20 years old at most yeah and she's like, my mom fucking lied to me at my bat mitzvah. I can't fucking believe this. And then uh, It was fantastic. And then she goes with the earrings. And she's like, yeah. well, fine. Here's the diamond earrings my dad got me for my birthday. He smashes it right away. This is glass. And she's yeah. like, my parents just lied to me. And I'm still believing it. And she's just going on and on. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like waiting for the uncut gems guys to just like get out of the store. <laughs> I wrote down the quote that she was like, everyone in my life is lied to me. All I've ever done is love people. Yeah, she said, all I've ever done was love someone. And I'm like, what? You're thinking your yeah. life fell apart because you loved. I don't even know who she's talking about. Is she talking about Desi? Is she talking about Charlie? Like, is she talking, talking about, about Ray? Ray, who she obviously didn't love? But like, like, <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah. this, this episode has a lot of, uh, People of color being the voice of reason. That's what I was saying. <laughs> the manic pixie uh, person of color. Like the ma the magical Negro that like the Bagger Vances that just give the information to help people. Yeah. Out. Yeah, and dude. Unlikely sources. So, yeah. so the uh, pawn, shop pawn shop guy, while she's doing this rant about it, how everyone lied to her and all she's ever tried to do is love. He like rolls his eyes, apparently, according to Marnie. I didn't, I was writing a note. Did he actually roll his eyes? I was on the exact same thing, writing a note, and I'm sure he did. It's 100% okay. sure. So Marnie's like, oh my fucking God, did you just roll your eyes at me? And the guy's like, no. And she's like, all right, look, I have been duped by my family. I know that I don't know what gold plated platinum is, but I know when someone's fucking rolling their eyes at me. Why did you roll your eyes at me? 
And he's like, well, sounds like you're blaming a lot of other people in your life for your hardships when you really should be blaming yourself. And you're saying that everybody's lying to you, but really the only person lying to you is you. And I was like, wow, what a wise pawn shop owner. Yeah, he says that you're the liar. And like, do you get it now? And that's how yeah. it am. And I was so concerned knowing Marnie all these seasons that she mm. was just going to start making out with that guy. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> because we've seen it with Ray. Like Ray will, Ray like called her out, told her what it was, and then she started banging Ray right away. Yeah. Like that's how it worked. <laughs> you, like you kind of positively neg her and she'll fall in love yeah. with you. Like, well, he also went on some rant about like, you know, you're in a pawn shop selling your valuables or trying to sell your valuables. You know, the only other people that do that are like people that are junkies and people that are like dentists that are being sued for malpractice. Like nobody that's doing well, uh, that makes good decisions comes in here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, do you get it? And I was fully expecting the opposite. I was expecting Marnie to be like, shut the fuck up. You don't know me. And you're just some douchebag pawn owner. Uh, yeah, she, I don't know. I didn't expect that. It's just the way the shot was framed. Um, but also I, when he was like, do you get it? I was like, does she? Is she? Like, why should she now? Why should she take this guy's advice more than anybody else's? Yeah. Like she didn't. Like, she didn't take the therapist that was working with Desi advice, <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah. I don't know what level you have to be. I guess you have to be a pawn store owner. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, how often do you need to hear something before it finally sinks in? Some people like, a lot. Hurt. Some people a lot. I, I just don't understand why this one would have sunk in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because it's just like so far removed and he exposed so many of the lies that she thought was believing. I mean, Ray did that to her. Ray, yeah, Ray did so. it. Yeah. So after she leaves the pawn shop, she's like packing up all of her things uh, in her apartment because she's been evicted. And she calls Desi on the phone to tell him that she is now accepting responsibility for her life. And she's sorry for what she did to him and not being there for him and that she genuinely hopes he's doing well and that she's moving back in with her mom. And that uh, kind of wraps up Marnie. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I, I just, let's see what happens. This is the second time she's had to move back home. Do you think that she's, something's, she, she had a breakthrough? Or you think this is more, she's going to be back to up to her old tricks for the last, three episodes <laughs> i said it before in a previous episode i think i am I'm, I'm counting her as a lost cause and i'll see if they like fully redact her at the end of the show but we'll see i mean yeah. at this point i'm saying just let's let her succeed at being horrible you know like at yeah. that point like i don't think we need to drastically change who she is just be the best shitty person yeah yeah i <laughs> like keep exactly like you know how they say people like fail into success, like keep her like being shitty into success. Yeah, I don't want Elijah to get success and then not still be judgy and snarky, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of which, um, so there's an Elijah there's an Elijah story and there's a Hannah story, but I the way that I took notes is I kept them in the same story because they kind of concern each other. 
Yeah, we can you just... do Elijah and Hannah together. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So the episode starts out with Elijah and his coworker at whatever retail store he's working Bindles. at. Uh, Bindles, yeah. New York, a popular um, store. I'm never going to remember that. So I'm going to need you to keep remembering that <laughs> if it comes up again. They have, okay. They have name tags. You won't remember Bindles. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow. I probably will now, now that we've made such a big stink about I, it. I don't know why you made it. You brought it up like, like it was the trickiest. I said he's at his retail store job. I know. I'm just saying it was never going to come back up, but you made it an issue. Yeah. So he's at his retail job at Bindles, Bindles, whatever. You're the fashion. Uh, you're the fashion expert. Yeah, I'm low cost fashion, Vance. I'm not high class. Look at me. All right. He's working at Old Navy. Let's go. He's working at Marshall's. Okay. <laughs> so he's working and uh, he's talking to his coworker about uh, his coworkers. Like, why is Dill Harcourt? Why? Why is his hashtag trending? And then Elijah basically tells him that he wants to adopt a baby, but he decided that he only wants to adopt a white baby, and people are pissed off about that. Uh, and he's trying to adopt it on the black market. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can adopt a white baby, but when you're black market adopting, it's a See, problem. I don't even know. I don't even know that there is like a baby black market. Like I'm sure there's black markets for everything. Yes. Um, I've been watching this show Sons of Anarchy recently. I don't know if I've ever mm. brought that up. Uh, and Boys There's... watching sons? No. <laughs> We're not going to do that. I don't know if there's a lot of crossover appeal. Um, but no, there's like, you know, Irish baby trafficking. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. Dude, there's all kinds of trafficking. It's yeah. fucking wild. There's black markets for everything. Yep. And uh, Dale Car Hill Hardcourt has his uh, finger on the pulse. If anyone would, it would be Dill. Yeah. You know? But uh, he's like, yeah, I, he's such a fucking douchebag. And then the, the co-worker's like, I'm so happy that you dumped him. And then Elijah's like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I definitely dumped his ass. I, I straight up ghosted him. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Just lying. <laughs> and then uh, he asked the co-worker to cover his shift because he has an audition and she's like, what? You have an audition? And he makes up some more lies about like how he was afraid of becoming too successful for his own good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny to hear all these Elijah lies because you know that that's the type of person that he is. I have a, a quote written down. They stuffed it. Oh, yeah. that's He was talking about his, his uh, audition for some commercial. Um, yeah, for Papa John's. Yeah. The last audition that he had was for Papa John's. And uh, it was a huge open call. And he, he had to read one line. And it was just, they stuffed it. And then as he was leaving, he uh, heard them laughing at him. And he was like, and I never wanted to go back. And the coworker's like, that's what auditions are, dude. They're humiliating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, Yeah. And uh, so the audition that he has is an open call for the White Men Can't Jump musical. Yes, about which... time. About time they made that. 
Who would have ever imagined? Lena Dunham would have. <laughs> I mean, they've done a lot of Broadway, movie to Broadway musicals of stuff that you would never have expected. Um, yeah. Like what? Name it. Um, what is one recently that... Um, not Mean Girls. Legally Blonde? Legally Blonde. You wouldn't exactly picture that, but I guess it fits with costumes and wardrobe. I don't know. Yeah, I like I would think like comedies, but White Men Can't Jump is not like it's not a comedy, is it? You don't have like, to have a comedy. Like Spider Man, like Lion King, well, like Yeah. Yeah. I Hamilton's guess. not a comedy comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. But White Man Can't Jump's being made into a musical for the sake of this show, and Elijah is going to audition for it. And in order to prepare for his audition, he decides that he is running lines with Hannah. And while he's running lines, Hannah's like not really paying attention because she's waiting on a phone call from Paul Louis, the father of her unborn child. And she's distracted. She can't focus on Elijah's line reading. And it's much to the chagrin of Elijah. And then there's a loud banging on the door. And then... Elijah's like, who the fuck could that be? And Hannah's like, eh, if it's a homeless woman, don't let her in. And Elijah's like, she was fun. Really weird. Who did you think was going to be at the door? Did you think it was Paul Louis rush, rushing back? That is that is who I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Is that who you thought it was going to be? I thought be? it was going to be that too. Yeah. yeah. I thought she had kind of nope. told him or left a message, you know? Yeah. But we were both know. wrong. Yep. Because who shows up in the door but Dill Harcourt and he is freaking the fuck out. He came to Elijah's apartment because he can't go anywhere without the paparazzi following him and harassing him. And he just needed a safe house, a sanctuary. And his he was driving in the neighborhood and his driver was like, hey, isn't that Elijah's house? And he's like, oh, I couldn't think of a more perfect place to hide out. I'm picturing this driver driving around and being like, hey, isn't that your uh, hook, your fuck buddy's house right there? Like, <laughs> like, like I have, you have to imagine you have to imagine that driver's doing that like every other block. Yeah, I feel like Dill, Dill's fucking everybody. And also, like, I don't think he spent a lot of time at Elijah's place to the point where you put no. that on your memory. Like he's been there like twice, maybe. Um, yeah, we've only. Yeah. Why would he go to Elijah's place? And he has this like palatial apartment in manhattan uh well he's going like i mean that's a different question i'm I'm just talking about the driver lie but uh him actually showing up is because he knows elijah will take him back yeah like i don't know when you, elijah... have a, when you have a black market baby scandal out there it's a little hard to bounce back from that <laughs> like yeah and there's one person that will accept it well he doesn't accept it initially okay he he opens the door and he's like, what are you doing here, Dill? I don't want to help you with your fucking bullshit black market baby thing. I'm not going to help you with your white baby. And then uh, Dill's like, all right, that makes a lot of sense. And he walks away. And then Elijah's like, Dill, come back. And then Dill comes back and he's like, I need to discuss with Hannah in the hallway. You wait in the kitchen. And then they have a discussion about whether dill can stay and he's like please just let him stay but take note of every single fucking thing he says especially if it's about me and then hannah's like he doesn't even look sexy anymore what is he he doesn't control you you're not under his spell anymore 
And meanwhile, Dill can hear all of this mm-hmm. from the kitchen because, uh, you know, thin walls. Yeah. And then uh, Elijah goes to his audition and Hannah comes back in and she's like, just so you know, Dill, I am going to be watching you like a hawk. And he's like, oh, just like everybody in the media right now. Yeah, like, yeah, they should be. You've, you've got a major scandal. It seems like he always has some type of scandal around him. I don't understand. I don't understand how he'd be on TV, you know? So Elijah goes to the audition and he is, you know, he's obviously nervous and he walks in and dude, and it's like such a perfect portrayal of what auditions are. I think I talked about this a a couple of like a couple seasons ago, actually, when Adam's going to an audition. But like auditions are so hilarious because everyone's always like, oh, you know, everybody's a, a special star and you're your own unique person. But if you're going to an audition, you get to see just how many people are exactly like you in the same room just like oh there's a bunch of other white guys with brown hair that are vaguely skinny and kind of look like they all look similar and you're just sitting in a room there with all of your doppelgangers yeah that's why my tip for actors is to get a facial scar it will let you stand out (laughs) and you will be remembered oh okay yeah cut your actors if you're listening (laughs) cut yourself (laughs) cut your face up (laughs) terrible advice yeah um or you could just uh be really really good at singing like elijah yeah yeah so he goes to the audition he sits down and like immediately as soon as he but cheeks to seat the lady's like all right elijah krantz come on in he's like uh i just got here she's like uh i don't care you're we're ready for you he's like all right uh it's the monologue right and she's like no you're singing first he's like i thought it was the monologue she's like nope and he's like all right i need to go to the bathroom can i have like 30 seconds to pee and she's like nope and he's like i'm just gonna go pee goodbye and he like runs away yeah i don't think they would have called them into the room after that i think they would have just moved on yeah no they yeah. definitely wouldn't have yeah. uh so he runs away and he's like running in on the stairwell and he's uh He's going down the stairs and he runs into a woman named Athena. Uh, what's her last name? Athena Dante, who is singing some kind of, I guess, song from the White Men Can't Jump musical that isn't out yet. No, I mean, she's singing a song or I don't know. Or she's freestyling something. I don't know. Because he's yeah, planning might... to sing something different, too. He's planning to sing just another random song. Yeah, I, I could have swore that this song that she was singing was about basketball. I feel like she was freestyling something. Yeah. So he's like walking down the stairs and she's like, hey, the auditions are up there. And he's like, yeah, I know I have an audition, but I don't know. I think I'm bailing. She's like, you can't bail. Gives him kind of like a pep talk and uh, gives him the uh, chutzpah to go back and do the audition, basically. Well, no, he's complaining about Dale Harcourt showing up and it like getting in his head. Um, yeah. And he's complaining about that. And she said, like, men are only here to buy us jeans, um, which is a random funny line. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then they start talking about their names, which I thought was interesting because this show does a big thing. Like, everybody has unique names, all the characters and yeah. stuff. And, like, her reaction to his name being <laughs> uh, Elijah Krantz. I never really knew that was his last name, but it's a kind of awful last name for <laughs> for for who Elijah is. It doesn't really fit him fully. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Because when they introduce these themselves to each other and she's like, my name is Athena Dante. He's like, wow, that's a great name. She's like, what's your name? He's like, Elijah Krantz. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said it so hard at the end. Yeah. Krantz. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is uh, the second magical person of color to inspire uh, the hero white, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the hero white. Yeah. yeah. Good thing she was just on that staircase. Just yeah, right. Just blocking his path from running away from his dreams. Yeah. So he he goes into the audition, uh, sings a song from Smash the TV show, which he made a big point to. Like the the people that are auditioning him just are not humoring him at all. He's like, my name is Elijah Krantz, and he looked like he's about to go into something else. And like, all right, cool. What are you singing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to go through that whole room of people, like yeah yeah and it it's interesting like being on the the side of the people that are auditioning people like when you do that like it's interesting because you'll see so many people and like the person that really works usually kind of stands out you know because mm-hmm. you're seeing so many that like everybody can be talented but there's usually someone that's going to stand out to that to you at some point you yeah know? um yeah. yeah i've never been on that side i've always been on the audition yeah. auditioner side auditionee whatever I'm always the one auditioning. Yeah. And uh, it's just random as fuck. Like, especially because I, I do commercial auditions. It's a crapshoot. Like, yeah, those are just looks. Those aren't uh, necessarily based on the most talented person usually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Elijah sings his song. He fucking kills it. And we all knew he was going to kill it because Andrew Rannells is a Tony Award winning actor. He won for the Book of Mormon. And uh, he crushes the song and they're like, all right, cool. Go back out in the hall. <laughs> like no sells him. Well, they, no, they're like, oh, you can stick around for the uh, monologue. Yeah. So that I mean, that was it. You you made it to the next round, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile... Back at the apartment, Dill kind of susses out that Hannah is pregnant just by looking at her and how she's acting. He's kind of like, so how far along are you? She's like, what? He's like, I've got 14 Emmys. I know when someone's pregnant. (laughs) Which is so weird. Yeah. His his creepster vibes are at 110% this episode. Yeah, and he's all over the place. Like, I don't know what his character is. Oh, I mean, I wanted to mention, we had an over-under bet, because we got a lot of gamblers on this show, of mm. how many episodes he was going to be in. I think he hit the over. And I think that was last season, right? Yeah. So I think, I don't know if it was supposed to carry over to the next season. Um, mm. We'll have to see what the bookies say. But I think he <laughs> has now broken the over-under three yeah, and a half think- episodes. Yeah, the three and a half was the over under. Mm-hmm. He, I believe, he has. This is number four. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We'll have to go back and see if it was just for that season. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Neither, neither of us are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right in if you uh, if you if you have uh, a mortgage or anything riding on this bet. Yeah, if you got the prop bet of Dill Harcourt's <laughs> yeah. over under of three and a half. Um, but anyway, he figures out that Hannah's pregnant and he's like, how far along are you? And she's like, I'm three months. 
and he's like well what what about the father and she's like oh i'm waiting on a phone call from the father and i don't know if i want him in the baby's life and then dill goes on this whole like epic speech about how babies need fathers and how it's the most important thing and like that's why his life is so fucked up because his father left when he was three and that's why he is trying to adopt a white baby from the black market now and then hannah goes well what about the mothers he's like they're useful for about six months (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he just says that like really quick and she just lets it ride and i'm like what is he talking about yeah yeah it's fucking such it's like uh of course everybody knows that they're useful for only like six months but uh the fathers yeah. that's what's really important like jesus it's not even a, it's not even the nine months it takes for them to bring it to term yeah. it's like jeez. <laughs> so i have to i have to ask like did you think when they were sitting at the table eating cereal and and he knew that she was pregnant that he was gonna like ask for her baby or like try to adopt I, her baby dude i had i had a sneaking suspicion of it because those storylines came together so conveniently you know it, it's crazy for it not to come up right like like i was yeah. like wait okay he was trying to get a white baby she's got a baby coming that she's a little nervous about she wants to keep and she says she's not she's not giving him this baby yeah yeah, she shut it down like pretty quickly. Yeah. But as soon as she said, like, I'm not selling you my baby, I was like, oh my God, that would have been the most convenient day of sex machina. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it still could happen. Like, it's Elijah's supposed to help be a part of the baby's life. So it might be. Dill could be, you know, the, the other uncle, Uncle Dill, Uncle Elijah. Yeah. I, do you think he? Do you think Dill would be a good father figure for the baby? Because he's like such a strong proponent of fathers. Yeah, he's, um, I don't know. He's not a proponent of mothers, though. So that that could be a problem. I, dude, this baby's gonna be so fucked up. <laughs> I just thought it was crazy that he had a baby's radar. Basically, and he could sense that she was. Yeah. Dude, he was just like sitting at the table, like with his hands like folded in front of his face, like, so you're pregnant, eh? (laughs) And he like made fun of where she lives and that they're like in a bad place, like they're in the slums or something. She's like, it's just a Brooklyn apartment. And he's like, how would you like to upgrade to the Upper West Side for baby? (laughs) It was some real Mr. Burns shit. (laughs) My, My exotic baby dealer fell through and I'm in the market for a new one. So, so yeah, then, uh, yeah, Elijah passes the audition and then he is, uh, they have a thing with like a casting where everyone's in the room and the directors come out and they're like, all right, here's the names. And they list off a bunch of names. Like if your name was listed, you can go home. And then Elijah's like, yeah, they flipped it. Like I thought that we were going to be fucked and he and Athena, our past i guess yeah it's a real douchey move by the yeah the casting people here because like they call out all the names normally in an audition if they're calling out your names usually that means that you're gonna make the cut and they're that's the that's the traditional way if they're doing it and then they say yeah. we called your name you can leave the rest of you can stay flipping it 
And then the the lady next to him, uh, and she's been to some shows. I don't know the actress's name, but she's like, "Oh, you flipped it! I love it when you do that." And they like high five. And I'm yeah. just like, and all those people whose names are called are just having their dreams crushed. <laughs> yeah. and just have been hurt in a way that is so unnecessary. Yeah, and Elijah's like, oh my god, they flipped it. I love this bitchy business that we're in. Yeah, <laughs> and that saved it a little bit. Like Elijah's acceptance of, yeah, this industry is what it is. Yeah, um, it was just so unnecessarily cruel yeah. to the people that... <laughs> oh, man. Um, and But, you know, somewhat accurate to the... Yeah. Uh, um, they, before they called the name, he was still complaining about uh, Dale Harcourt to uh, Athena. And... Yeah. <laughs> She has a line, good dick is a prison. <laughs> yeah. Is he has um, complained to Athena because yeah. uh, Dill drank all of his LaCroix. Yeah. Like, stop checking your phone. Stop checking your phone. Yeah. Well, that's what Athena's telling him, yeah. Vance. You're, you and Athena. I'm just... You're eh, on the same page. You know, I, I just, you know, don't check the phone. Tell Hannah not to email or text you that. Like, yeah right why would she text him that like, oh yeah because he asked her to yeah he's like he said remember not like live update me yeah. yeah so then we go back to the apartment and hannah gets a phone call from paul louis oh my god the big moment that this season's been leading up to the phone call with paul louis she goes into her room and she's like hey paul louis it's Hannah, and he's kind of like, uh... She's like, yeah, I was at the beach a couple months ago. I was working on a story about your surf camp. And he's like, uh... She's like, we had sex. And he's like, uh... She goes, you said I had a lot of pubic hair. And he's like, oh, Hannah! <laughs> yeah, I threw up in your room. Yeah, Hannah, what up, girl? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then she's like, hey, I'm just calling, uh, you know, to let you know this is kind of a heavy thing to just kind of drop on somebody. But I am pregnant and I'm pregnant from the time that we had sex and you're the father. Uh, I and he's like, oh, whoa, that's nuts. That's crazy. And she's like, I just want to let you know because I feel like I should and I don't expect anything from you. I don't want anything from you. I don't I know that you're uh, starting your career off in a lucrative water ski instructor career path and i don't want to bother you or anything and he's just like okay whoa all right uh yeah thanks for calling uh yeah i'm not ready to have a baby and it's not my place to like tell you to get an abortion but if you don't really need anything from me uh cool thanks for letting me know uh have fun with that baby <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's essentially how it goes. I wanted to bring up that he did get the Poseidon job that he wanted, yep. that he mentioned. Yep. So he's got the Poseidon shirt on, which I thought was a cool little, you know, step. So Call he back. does have his, he does have that going for him. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Then, yeah. Then I, Hannah kind of. Oh, what were you going to well, say? I was going to say like Hannah was like, yeah, I'm only really calling you because everybody's telling me that I should. But now I'm kind of feeling like it's a mistake. And and Paul Louis does, he was like, do you need anything? Like, do you need anything from me? And she's like, no, I don't need anything from you. And he's like, um, all right. Well, I've always thought that Grover is a cool name if it's a boy. And she's like, okay, noted. And he's like, all right, well, cool. She's like, I'll keep you updated. I mean, if you want to. And he's like, okay, cool. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Grover. Yeah, I don't know if I know any Grovers. <laughs> That's no. not going to be a kid's name at all. No. I, I want Elijah to react to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, when he when she first calls him, he's like, what do you need? You know, like, so he's just thinking, like, and she's like, I don't need anything. You don't have to do it. And it's, it kind of went how she thought it might go, mm-hmm. but how she didn't want it to go, you know? And that's the thing that got, it, it's one of those things, I get all of her feeling, because she's starting to, like, tear up during the call, because she feels, mm-hmm. like, unwanted, and, like, he's not, like, oh, my God, like, she kind of wanted him to plead and want to be more involved and for her to have to, like, push him away more so. Yeah. Like, she wanted to be wanted for this and not to be like, oh, yeah, didn't remember you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're pregnant. Cool. Cool. Like. Yeah. Um, And I, it would have been weird if he was, like, super into it. Like, then she would have been, like, upset about that, too. Like, it was no, it's not a win. It's, no, it's a no-win situation for her. Yeah, and I also kind of was like, I was imagining myself getting that phone call and being like, I wouldn't know what to say. And like, I I kind of felt for Paul Louis as well, because I was like, well, she's saying like, I don't want you in this kid's life, but I thought that you should know. And he's like, well, and he offered like, do you need anything? Which I thought was like, uh, that was more than I would expect from Paul Louis, to be honest. Um, No, I didn't think he was like a heartless dude. Um, and no, but the thing is, it's not like Paul Louis got what he really kind of what he wanted, though, you know, with her not wanting him to be involved because he says, I'm not ready to have a kid. So he gets yeah. he gets what he wants. So it's not like at that point, she's telling him that he doesn't have to be a part of it. And then he's saying, oh, I'm not ready to have a kid. So those two ideas together seem like, oh, that works out kind of perfectly. Like this is yeah. seemingly what she wanted but it's just not you know it's just not the way yeah she didn't want it to go down so easily you know yeah and she says that after she hangs up the phone and she's talking to dill because dill was kind of like sounds like he kind of dismissed you and she's like no it's exactly what i thought would happen it's what i wanted to happen i just didn't think it would be this easy and then dill sits down and like cries with her and he starts crying. He's like, this is just like so fucking sad. Like we're all just children. And then she starts crying, which I, I thought the Dills crying was real douchey. But yeah, I thought she was going to. Yeah, I thought that he was laughing at first. No, I knew he was crying, but I was like, is he just taking over her her sadness now? Like, is he like uh, stealing this moment from her? Like, I feel like this is more yeah. of a stealing a moment from Hannah than. Like how you were saying earlier that you felt like this moment needed to have more to it, mm-hmm. which I don't feel like it did. I feel like it had the weight that it needed to have. Um, I mean, I don't think we need to linger on it longer. And I don't also think the whole season was building to the phone call. I think the season's mm-hmm. building more to her being pregnant and how she's going to deal with it. Um, yeah. More so than how he, how Paul Louis is going to deal with it. Um, so I, in your opinion, yeah. what do you think that she was hoping like best case scenario, what do you think she was hoping for out of this phone call with Paul Louis? That he'd be like really excited for her being pregnant, and like that he would, um, he'd be like ecstatic and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening!" Like honestly, like if you ever need anything ever, please call me. Just be in touch. Like let me know. I I want to be as much involved in this kid's life as you want me to be. 
Like that's what she wanted. Mm. She wanted to have that full option. Um, and I'll say we we saw some episodes. We don't know. Like for me, if I got that phone call, like I, I would need a moment to like think about it. Like my instant reaction wouldn't have everything involved. Like I've never gotten yeah. that phone call. I've only given that phone call to women. You know, told them that they were <laughs> pregnant. Um, <laughs> So. Guess what? You're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Remember the ski trip? Uh, <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, I would just like, I like, I like to take a moment to process things usually, which, um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he could come around and like reach out to her again. Um, but now I feel like the weight of it with the last image of this episode is really on, it's really on Hannah of, of what she's actually embarking on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I feel like if that, and it's dropped so suddenly, like the way that she drops it on Paula, we is like, Hey, just calling to let you know I'm pregnant. Like I would definitely need a minute to be like, Oh my God. Because it's not like even if you aren't involved in like if if Hannah's like, I don't want you involved with it at all. That's still like a heavy fucking thing that you need to process. Yeah. And it's really heavy when it's a person that you don't remember that called you up. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's his girlfriend or someone that he was seeing. It's this girl he met for a fling one weekend. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Dill and Dill and uh, Hannah cry. And then we go back to Elijah. And Elijah is in the dance portion of the audition. Yes. And he has to learn some quick choreography. Everybody around him is picking it up very fast. He seems a little st like a step behind. But then they're like, all right, do the dance now. So they're doing the dance and he's killing it. Like he fits right in. It's going great. Uh, the audition people are not paying attention really at all. They're like sh sh looking at memes on their phone. It <laughs> yeah. seems like, yeah, which is so perfect mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, Elijah and everyone in this dance studio is working their ass off, and these people are just like, ha ha ha! Look at this fucking meme my daughter just sent me or whatever. Yeah. So he does it. He kills it. He does a, like a split at the end and like does a cute little face because he forgot what the last part was. Yeah, he's the only one that like doesn't get back up, which yeah. worked out perfectly because he's dead center, like with this like kid, kid like smile, like an yeah. innocent kid. Yeah. So then they're like, all right, that was great. Now let's bring in the balls. And then they bring in two like, like those from the three point line Rack, shooting yeah, contests. Yeah. Yeah, of basketballs, and they have to do the same dance while dribbling all over again. It was like something out of a horror movie. Bring in yeah. the balls. Like, <laughs> Elijah's eyes go wide. You didn't say there'd and, be basketballs. And we see why next, because everybody's killing the same dance routine with the balls, and Elijah is just dropping, literally dropping the ball yeah. all over the place bouncing it into people he can't do the choreo with the ball yeah <laughs> eventually like they're doing some more choreo stuff and he likes he like throws the ball into some dude's face and like breaks his nose it seems like uh and it, it's just a disaster <laughs> yeah it is 
Um, like, there's no other word but disaster. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I just thought about this. We never get to see Athena do any of her her yeah. section of the dance. Like, she's off on the side, kind of doing like thumbs up, thumbs down. Eh, so mm-hmm. so looks like it's just like reaction shots. Um, Is Athena even real? She could be. <laughs> A figment of his imagination. That'd be great if he shows up at the next one. Like, oh, where's Athena? I thought she got the role. Athena? We haven't heard that name in centuries. (laughs) Athena? She's been dead for 30 years. (laughs) You mean the old building manager's lost daughter? (laughs) She died in the elevator shaft. Weird. I would love it if that would fucking happen. Yeah, just get weird with it, man. Just get weird with it. Um, but yeah, no, it was like... it was fun watching him try to do that. <laughs> when he makes the shot, and he says it still counts. Yeah, <laughs> and there's people that are like doing break dancing with the basketballs, and he's just like, "What? Why are you doing this?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Just fun stuff. Yeah. It is hilarious. So then he and Athena are like leaving the audition space. And Athena's like, wow, you really stunk up the joint. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then they kind of bond over like how bad auditioning is. And she's like, you want to go to Starbucks? And he's like, I feel like I'm too old to hang out with you, but maybe I'll see you at the next audition or rehearsal. And they're like, haha, we're not getting that part. And he's like, hey, I might. And you know why? It's because I'm really super fucking talented. All right. I killed the singing part. I killed the monologue. And who gives a fuck about the dance part? Like, what is it? Bouncing a ball? I can learn how to bounce a ball. And you know why? Because I'm fucking talented and I'm the man. And uh, she's like, all right, go get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's all. Yeah, I thought I thought he should have. I was surprised he didn't hang out with her. Um, but I, yeah, me too. I was completely lost of the ages. Like, I feel like she wasn't that much younger. That it was going to be super awkward. I, I was yeah. really confused by that. Um, yeah. Well, he says that he's twenty eight before he does a little like twenty five yeah. or twenty four. Yeah. And she has uh, to be twenty. Like she has to be. She can't be uh, that much older than Shoshana, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that she is. Yeah. I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be one thing if he was like, "I gotta just," because he had to get back because Dill Hardcore was still at his place, and they talked about that again. Um, yeah, she's like, "Don't let Dill fucking walk all over you mm-hmm. again." Yeah, and he's like, "I won't." He walks away. Yeah, goes back to the apartment. Dill is sitting with Hannah. They ordered eight pizzas and they're watching uh, Look Who's Talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Elijah comes home and he's like, Dill, what are you still doing here? And he's like, Elijah, I had an epiphany basically. And I-, I walked all over you. I didn't treat you right. And all you wanted to do was love me. And then Elijah's like, dude, just fucking save it. You came over here to fuck with me. That's all you ever want to do is fuck with me. And I'm not letting you fuck with me anymore. I am unfuckwithable because I am awesome and I took my I went to my audition and I took the ball and I dribbled it and I fucking dunked that son of a bitch. And those are sports terms that I learned and I'm using them correctly. Yeah. I for some reason I was hoping that he would have said I stuffed it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to just to call back to that opening line. Yeah. That would have been a good little button on it. Um, yeah yeah 
So then he's like, so you're not going to fuck with me anymore. And then he walks into, is it the bathroom or his room? He walked to his room. Yeah, because the bathroom's straight back because I can never forget that because that's where Caroline crushed that glass. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. So he goes to his room and Dill just kind of sits back down. He's like, oh, okay. I guess I can't fuck with him anymore. And then two seconds later, Elijah's like, Dill, bring a pizza in here. And then Dill's like, yay. <laughs> and, and Hannah's like smiling about it too. Like, yeah, she's, she's like, happy yay, for some you reason. Got it together. And I'm like, is that what we wanted? Like, because I was really proud when he told Dill off. Um, yeah, me too. And I was like, great. This is a good turning point. And then he's like, bring in a pizza. And it's like, well, Elijah loves love food. And he, <laughs> has been, and he has been working out all day. So, yeah, um, in his little basketball boy, his basketball uniform. uniform. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted him and Dill to get together there, especially with the baby scandal. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I thought it was a really powerful moment when Elijah was like telling him off and like, "You can't fuck with me." Yeah, I was feeling bad that I wasn't paying more attention to that scene, and now I was yeah. like, at the end when he tells him to come into the room, and I'm like, "Well, now I guess that didn't matter." Yeah. Yeah. So they wake up together and Elijah's getting a phone call from an unknown number. He's like, oh, what does my mom want? And he answers the phone. He's like, hello, this is Elijah. And they're like, hey, it's Elijah. It's the casting people. Uh, guess what? You are really bad at the dancing with the balls, but who gives a fuck? You crushed, this is exactly what Elijah said. You crushed the singing part. You crushed the monologue part. We want you to read for the producers. But you will not be handling any balls at this part. Like, just say that you forgot the ball at home. It it doesn't matter. You Like, you're too good to not have in this play. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. It's kind of amazing to think that this Broadway production has a bring your own ball policy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not going to have a basketball around. He's like, I left yeah. my special ball at home. You can get a like a fuckload of basketballs from just like a Kmart. Yeah, they just rolled a truckload into that audition. So yeah, but whatever. I get I get the gist. Like and yeah, I feel like you could. I mean, actors do that all the time. They train to do certain things. And he brought up uh, Reese Witherspoon singing and uh, walked the line. Mm-hmm. So um, and she won a damn Oscar for that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so yeah, you got a call it, back at least. What'd you say? Sorry. So you got a callback at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got the callback and he's he's beaming bright. Mm-hmm. He's happy. Things are looking up yeah. for old Elijah Pants. Yep. Uh, and then the last scene of the episode is Hannah showing up to the OBGYN for, I guess, a baby checkup. And she's sitting there and she's the only person there that is not with a male partner. And uh, she's looking around and realizing that. And uh, that's where the episode ends. Yep. Everyone's all coupled up and she's all alone. Yep. The baby. But she seems happy there. about it. She seems happy about it. Is that what her face had? I didn't. I didn't. I feel like her that. face. Was, I didn't get that vibe. I feel like the face was like hopeful or like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't need a man. I, I felt like she was putting on a brave face um, mm. more so than fully. Huh. Well. Yeah. I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens. Yeah. Any final thoughts? On Adam's gonna be that baby's daddy. Oh, you think so? 
I don't know anymore. Well, I really well, don't guess know. what? Guess what, Vance? Oh, no. The name of the next episode is What Will We Do This Time About Adam? Seriously? That's the title of the episode? Title of the episode is What Will We Do This Time About Adam? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know what to... What, I don't know what this could be. I mean, is he going to... Does he do something to Jessa? Do they break up? Like... What? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I don't know either. What will we do this time about Adam? Who who knows what the fuck's going on? Yeah, this is, I thought it was a callback. This is scary, actually. <laughs> I'm like terrified now. Yeah. Maybe we'll finally get some answers about Caroline. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. That title doesn't leak. I don't know. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't. It seems very foreboding for Adam. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a little worried now. I'm terrified. I did see the little, like, when I was watching it on Amazon, the, like, title card, the, like, picture for the next episode of Ray. Yeah, the thumbnail is Ray and Shoshana talking. So, we'll, we'll, it looks like we'll get some Shoshana in the next episode at least. Yeah. Because she's been absent for, like, the last three or four episodes, it seems. Yeah, she's not in the last episode or this one. And barely in the one before uh yeah yeah she's has she's been missing all season yeah yeah well no mas and uh we'll have to figure out what is going on with adam in the next episode so until then we'll talk to you later see you